Welcome everybody to the Bill House Podcast. The Bill House Podcast. The Bill House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz, Robbie, Villanueva, alongside the beautiful... Ollie Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? Hello. Let's get the show started. I was just saying, I feel like I have to sneeze. Then sneeze. Pull the nose hair. I don't have nose hairs. I'm a lady. What? (laughs) Are you saying you pluck your nose hairs? No, I don't pluck my nose hairs. What kind of crazy person does that? Then why wouldn't you have nose hairs if you don't pluck your nose hairs? I was just joshing. Oh, crap. All right, so what are we talking about? You have a whole list of topics. Not necessarily topics. Of things. Stuff and things. Um, we just got back from Tennessee. We did. It was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, it was Father's Day weekend, so we took a trip out to Tennessee, and we just got back yesterday. We actually drove on Father's Day. We did. Yeah. We hadn't been to Tennessee in, what, two, two and a half years? I think 2021 was the last time we went. We went to go do the Spartan race out there. Yeah. It had been a while, but, um, th- well, there was just a lot of reasons why we went, but um, ended up going up for Father's Day weekend. We were there for a few days and drove back yesterday so we could have today to reacclimate and get ready for work tomorrow. Yeah. It's a lot easier to get there now that we live in Florida, so we're only about, uh, what is it, seven hours away? Yeah, I feel like the trip would have been shorter, but we had the dogs with us. And that makes life a little, I say a little, significantly more difficult when you're traveling with three animals. I mean, it wasn't bad traveling with them. It's, uh, it was actually more of a hassle, like just having them there at the house. Yeah, for sure. Where we were staying at then, like traveling with them. Just because they didn't get along with uh, one of the other dogs. It was like uh, a whole bunch of movement just to get them to go pee or go eat or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think they, besides, like, the hassle of putting dogs in and outside, I think they did fine. Like, I was, so he stayed at my brother's house, and he just lives, like, I don't know, back in the woods, question mark, like, on this little gravel road. Um, But I was really surprised that they kind of just stayed in the vicinity of the house. I mean, they, like, went out in the woods and stuff, but for the most part, just, like, didn't take off running, like text normally does well yeah well i mean he's so your brother has like a bunch of land so it's not a small area whereas like if they leave the house here uh if they leave the house here like uh anything will grab their attention whether it's a car or somebody across the road or some like something right outside so they take off running over there there's like nobody around for yeah i guess that's true there's no distractions unless they see uh, an animal or some shit grab their attention then they'll probably haul ass and take off but other than that i mean they could run around and not worry about uh getting into somebody else's property or whatever yeah that's true so that's one thing i wish i wish we had a lot of land like that just so the dogs could run around and just be free yeah i mean yeah yeah i think even if we had like a whole lot of land they wouldn't they're crybaby dogs they're pricey. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, they... I mean, they would go out and run, but for the most part, like, I think they... Like, even at Shane's, he has five acres, and they stayed pretty significantly close to the house. Yeah, but, I mean, we raise them that way, to yeah. be inside dogs. They're... Yeah. I mean, if they're just used to the outside, I think they would be out there a lot more and yeah, just running sure. around. 
plus a place like that, they'd have a lot more to do than just run the outside, the backyard that we have here, just run around, play for a little bit, yeah. and want to come back in. Yeah, but we went to, um, on Saturday, today's Monday, on Saturday we ended up um, taking my brother's boat out to the lake, which was a good time. I hadn't been on the lake, well, on that lake, Center Hill Lake, and since I was 17. Back in your high 16, school days? Yeah. Definitely. It's a big-ass lake out there. It was a good time. I had fun. The kids, like, were overjoyed. They did not want to leave when we were packing up. No, yeah. They would have been out there all day if they could. I, so I didn't grow up that way, so it's all brand new to me. We went out to the lake out in uh, San Angelo, but it's not the same as this one. This one is fucking huge compared to the one in San Angelo. Yeah. I mean, I think San Angelo just, like, the lake is smaller, but it connects to, like, a bunch of different open areas. You just have to go through, like, the little... I don't know what the inlets, I guess, but like most of, most of the bodies of water out there connected some way. But yeah, like Center Hill Lake, where I grew up, like that lake is it's huge. Um, but I mean, it's not foreign to me because I grew up right there, like by it. So like going out on the lake or just going to the lake in general, um, it wasn't like foreign to me. Um, or like putting the kids on the tube on the back of the boat, like. That's just the things we did growing up. But the kids were like, well, at the beginning, when we put them on the tube, they were petrified. <laughs> like, yeah, they excited, were a little bit scared. Just because they hadn't anxious. done it before. Yeah. And then they didn't want to get off the whole time. Yeah. It was fun for them. They had a blast just riding the tube. They would have ride, uh, rode. rode it all day. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. The Red Bulls getting at me. They would have rode it all day if we, if we let them. But, yeah. Uh, I I was kind of hoping like they would flip over just so they could experience like being flipped over into the water, but they weren't even close. They got well, some air on some of them, but that's what I told Shane. He's like, I was like, just flip them over, and he's like, oh, I don't want to be scared. Like I don't want to be afraid to get back on it or to get on the boat. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's fine. But but I mean, they were too light for them to really like catch. But some when real you were air. on there, he 100 percent could have flipped you. Oh over. yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah when I when I got on there, all my weight, like just. The more weight you put on there, the harder you're going to hit those, like, little waves or wakes or whatever wakes, you call yeah. them. And you'll catch some air or you'll just land hard and, and flip over. Because if one of those, like, um, wake boats come by and they, like, make the wakes and you hit it on the boat and they sling the tube and you're hitting, like, just the water itself, you're going, like, 15, 16 miles per hour on a pontoon and then you're hitting the wake on top of, like, the already fast-moving water. Like, you can freaking go flying. Yeah. We um, almost flipped over on one of them. Yeah. It was, like, I took some videos, and they're just freaking funny. Like, the faces the girls were making and stuff. But um, it was a good time. We don't – I would say that's one thing, that, like, bad about being in the military is, like, the kids just don't get that quality family time with, like, their cousins and stuff. So, yeah. Um, I mean, but being there, we were there for, I guess, two full days. And they, we barely saw them. They just stayed with the cousins the whole time outside inside. Like, yeah, they, they were just, just playing. Yeah, they just played the entire time. Yeah. Which is awesome. Like, I remember p- playing with my cousins when I was young like that. It's cool. It's just like a, it's weird. It's like a cool time. Uh, 
it's a cool age to be when you're that young and then you know like these people are family and you see each other once a year once every couple of years and you just play like you're always seeing each other every day mm-hmm. like you're the best of friends and I was kind of like that with like the cousins on my dad's side like we didn't see each other that much but when we did see each other it was like we we were never apart and we just like fucking played and played and played and played yeah I mean like we were close with some of our cousins not all of them but a few of them but I don't remember ever having like I don't know. I guess just technology. We've talked about this a million times on the podcast, but technology just makes it so different because even though we don't live there, the kids don't see each other and get to hang out. Like they still talk to all their cousins on like FaceTime and they play like video games together, Roblox, Fortnite, um, all the things. So even though they're not like together, when they do get together, it's not like a stranger. Like it's somebody that they are in communication with, I would say. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, just like the move here to Florida, I think this was the first time like leaving their cousins. They were like, oh man, like I'm going to miss like being able to go there and play and hang out. And yeah. Which sucks, but I couldn't live there every day. Couldn't do <laughs> it. In Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, we passed through your hometown, Smithville and, uh, it's fucking tiny and like it is so it's not a one-stop light town. It's got like three of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. It's super small. It's significantly bigger than when I lived there, like as a teenager. Um, but it is. It's super small. And it's just, uh, I don't hate small towns. Like I would say that we live in a small town now. Um, but I just, it, it just doesn't feel like home anymore. Yeah. Like it just feels like a place where I grew up. But we were talking about this while we were there. Um, I have, I'll be 34 this year in a few months. Um, And I left when I was 17. So I will have been gone as many years as I lived in Tennessee, which is crazy to me. Like, it's a crazy thought to think. Yeah, that's crazy that you've. Uh, you lived away from your hometown longer than you actually lived there growing up. Because, yeah. I mean, growing up, it seems like such a long time, but it really isn't that much time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it seems like such a long period of time because most of those years, like, you didn't have any choices over your actions. Yeah. Like, you were basically at someone else's mercy for this extreme... Like, this extreme amount of time, I had, like, an analogy in my head, and I talked myself out of it because it sounded terrible. But, like, you're basically, like, in this, like, position where you have no control over your life, and then you get control over your life. And even though that part of time, like, feels so much longer than when you were a child and you live with your parents and stuff, I think it's because, like, the mistakes you have, the, like, wins, the losses, like, those are on you now. They're not, like, someone else there to kind of help you through that stuff you're like you're an adult now figure this shit out (laughs) yeah yeah and there's so much change like during that small period of time from being a baby toddler growing up there's so much change that happens but you're right there's always like somebody uh typically there's some of your parents or whatever that are there just kind of helping you through it and when you're an adult like that's it you're an adult you're kind of on your own for the most part 
and figuring you, shit out yourself. If you think about like your teenage years, like if you made a mistake, like you messed up, like let's say you just get in a car wreck, right? Like you get in a car wreck and then for all intents and purposes, you don't think about the shit anymore. You don't think about getting your car fixed. You don't yeah. think about insurance. You don't think about the ramifications. You're just like, I got in a car wreck, move along to the next thing in life, right? But as an adult, like that same car wreck, instead of like a moment of something that's happening, it's a weeks, months long process. So I think that's why time feels like so much like, I don't know, more out of your control, like as you're an adult than when you're younger, where it's like you do something and okay, somebody else is handling my shit. And then you're an adult and you're like, oh, I got to follow this on insurance. I got to like go to the the car place get my car fixed get a rental car like all this stuff lines up whereas when you make those same mistakes as a child teenager whatever it's kind of just like ah, somebody else handle it (laughs) yeah it's just uh it's understanding the consequences like uh as an adult like you start understanding like oh this could happen or i might get into this kind of trouble or this is the kind of hole i'm going to be in or or whatever whereas opposed to like as as a youngster you don't like when you're getting ready to get your license or you're learning to drive for the first time, like the only thing you're focused on is driving. Like, yeah, I just want to drive so I can get myself from point A to point B. Yeah. Like get a little bit of independence. But you don't think about car insurance, the car payment, um, being safe on the road, right? And then all the all the shit that goes into driving, um, you're just like, I, I want to drive and I want a car. Yeah. That's it. But as an adult, you start thinking about all the shit. It's like, how much do I have to pay for the car? Uh, do I really need a car, like gas and this and that, change oil the changes, br- oil changes, cha- change of the brakes, all this other crap that plays into it. It's like you understand the con- consequences now. Yeah. Like, um, and, it, and it goes into everything. Like I remember being little. It's, so the back of my house, there was like a, a small alfalfa farm and they had donkeys back there just running around. And we'd always like fuck with the donkeys. Just me and all my buddies, we'd always fuck with the donkeys. We try to ride them a couple of times, <laughs> and uh, just for fun, because you don't think about the fucking consequences. Yeah. Like not once that I think, like, what the fuck? What happens if I get kicked by this fucking donkey? Yeah. Or what happens if I fall off this donkey while it's hauling ass? Because there's no saddle on it, yeah. and I break my neck or my back or some shit. You don't think about that. When my buddy got a car, um, like this old beat up Nova. Um, that his dad was gonna uh, was fixing up for him, and it ran. There's that canal behind my house. You've seen it, mm-hmm. so it's like a huge canal. But there's uh, there's a road on each side of it, so you or like a dirt dirt roads on each side of it, so you can go down. Well, we would take the car back there, and we would just haul ass in that canal, like fucking just f- he. My buddy was just flooring it, kicking up dust. And uh, when we were riding that, we were thinking, it's like, hey, what if he loses control and falls into the ditch? What if we flip over? Like, yeah, none of that scary. shit crossed our minds. One of my other buddies got on top of that fucking car. He's <laughs> like, hey, I'll hold on to it. You just fucking go. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, it's, it's just like, um, I don't know. People say, like, that whatever that quote is, like, you got to be in the moment or time will pass you by or whatever. But yeah. I just feel like, time passes so differently depending on what stage of life you're in yeah yeah for sure because i mean like you can i can think about it now like i don't know you have memories like far earlier than i do um i'll blame it on childhood trauma (laughs) while my while like memories or whatever but um I'll say, like, the the time span of me, like, being born to being 17 and leaving for the Air Force, 
Um, looking back on it, like, I have memories of that time. And, like, if we start talking about a topic, I'll think about stuff that happened or whatever. But, like, that time in my life isn't, like, constantly in my train of thought. Like, the time of life from when I left to the Air Force to now is. Like, that span of time is just so different in, I guess, in thought. Because, like, again, like, I was in control of everything that was happening. I made good decisions, bad decisions, indifferent decisions. Um, But everything during that time, like, there's no one I can point a finger at and be like, you're the reason that that happened. Because they were all my choices. But, like, me being freaking five and whatever issue I had at five years old like those are different I don't know it's just a different mindset but it is crazy to me to go back to Tennessee because I've just been away so long now that it just it doesn't it doesn't feel like like going home anymore I mean it's uh yeah and it's it's kind of how it feels like I mean that's how I feel when I go back to El Paso like it's my hometown but it doesn't feel like, I don't feel like I have a place there anymore. Yeah. And nor do I want to go back and have a place there. You know, but, I think... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, uh, But, yeah, well, I mean, the only thing I was going to say was, um, like, it really is two different lifetimes. Yeah. Like, for me, the first 20 years of my life was El Paso. Growing up there, going through school, and then right before I left for the Air Force, uh, with the small stint of uh, going away to college for about a year and a half. And then the second 20 years of my life, or what's about to be uh, the second 20 when I turn 40 next year, is the military. Like, that's all I know after 20 years old. From 20 years old till now is the military. Yep. Before that, it was El Paso. So, so it's two different lives, really. Like, I, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I don't know, it's, it really is two different lives, but, like, for you, for your parents, like, you basically had the house that, like, you grew up in, you know, like, you have the house that you have memories of, and you can pinpoint, like, when I was 10, like, right here is where this happened, or whatever the case may be, um, like, we moved so often when I was a child, that and Shane and I were talking about this this weekend is like we lived in so many different houses um that I'll have like fleeting memories of something like oh do you remember this house and I like describe the house and I don't know where any I couldn't take you to any of those houses um now that I'm an adult but over the years like my parents have moved in and out of houses for like the second time yeah <laughs> so like since I've been in the air force like, there was a house in Smithfield that we lived in for brief, like, a couple, maybe a year when I was a kid. My parents moved back into that house, and we went and visited, I don't know, years ago, um, on, like, the time we went for 4th of July. And just being in the house was weird. It was like, I remember briefly living here, but now you live here again, and that was weird. But the house I remember the most, like, my dad and stepmom live in again now, but like they moved out other people lived there there's like a lot of changes to the house so like when I go back it's not like oh you've always been here and this house has like these significant memories for me or um there's no like set place in my hometown where I go to and I'm like it feels like going home yeah um 
And so, I don't know, like, we talk about that a lot, you know, like, the kids, where will we settle at where the kids go, like, okay, this is where I go home to, you know? Um, and hopefully, I mean, it's it's here. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but that's how I kind of feel when we go to, the, like, back to Smithville is, like, neither of my parents had a, a home where I was like, okay, like, go back to. And my mom lives in the house that my grandma lived in for, like, most of my, I guess, later youth years and so when I go to my mom's house like yes I know my mom lives there but it's still my grandma's house for like all of my thoughts yeah so I don't know it's just it's a weird dynamic and it's just not something where I'm like oh like from the time I was born until the time I left for the air force this is the house that like I grew up in or was my home so I think if I had that it would feel a little bit different for me but it's just eh. now it's like okay like where does everybody live at like let's go trolloping through tennessee to see everybody and <laughs> yeah um and also when we went to tennessee this weekend bonnaroo was happening so um the state was just super busy there's a lot of people from out of town there cops were out like crazy on all the interstates and um so i don't know it's just different times different lives like you said and i had a good time there but um it could be a while before i go back and i wouldn't be upset about it yeah yeah, uh, going back home, it's it's weird. Um, I don't know. It's just just the the feeling of of time during those time span is, is just weird. Because like when, so the house I grew up in, like I say, I grew up in. I was only in that house for uh, really like eight years. Yeah. Like so, eight years of my life were spent in the house. Where, uh, like you were saying, like I have so many memories from and where I call like, yeah, that's where I grew up. That's the house that I grew up in. But really it was just eight years of my life. Like, yeah. and you compare that to eight years in the military, that's that's two assignments. Yeah. But I feel like so much happened in those eight years. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like solidified in my brain and it seems like such a huge time span. Yeah. It's like. It, it's I don't know it's it's hard to uh it just feels like a lot more time as opposed to comparing that time to to now in like eight years in the military um yeah. whereas those eight years growing up seems like a whole lifetime um compared to what I do now eh, if that makes any sense it, no it does it just um ah yeah it's it's kind of one of those things like you think about it and it's hard to like put it into the words that you want them to be but it's just they are different time spans and I mean good memories of both but kind of like in my mind when I'm thinking about it it's like yes those eight years like are so full of memories but when you think about them like yes there are bad memories entwined like for everything but when you think about those eight years like you really focus on like all the happy times that you had or like the good memories and I think it's because as a child we don't have like the constant worries and obligations and yeah. that we do as an adult because that change I don't know it changes my span of time I would say um, but shameless plug for people who aren't in the military um, like when we go back to our hometowns especially like for me because everybody in my family lives so far apart it's extremely frustrating for us when we travel for so long to go visit 
and everyone acts like we're inconveniencing them. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's so frustrating to me is like, we'll stay with my brother just because he has the space, the ability, our kids have like their cousins to play with. And it's just like, we're comfortable there, I would say. Um, But it's like, everyone wants you at their mercy. Like, well, why don't you come to my house and do this and go to my house and do that and come here and bring the kids there. And it's like, I just drove for eight hours to be here. Like, can't you just come to where I'm at and say hi? Like, Because one day when we were there, we were only there for, I don't know, I'll give it two and a half days that we were actually there. Um, We got up, got dressed, drove an hour and a half to another city to have lunch, drove an hour and a half back to the house, was there for maybe like 45 minutes, drove another hour somewhere else to have dinner with my mom and my grandma, drove all the way back to my brother's house. And it was like, dang, in that one day, we spent over six hours driving, which is the equivalent to pretty much fucking going home. Yeah. Like, well, I but, mean, what, yeah, what's cool, like staying with, with Shane is, um, you know, when people visit or when, whenever you go visit somebody else, every minute that you're there, you always like feel, well, at least I do, like you feel obligated to do something or to be yeah. doing something like, hey, this is vacation time. So like right now we need to be doing something. And what's great about like going to Shane's, it's like, it's kind of, it's almost like we live there because like we, we go there, we visit, say hi, what's up, chit chat, but then we can just relax yeah. and like just either watch TV or just mosey around or hang out outside, enjoy the view, whatever. It's not like we always have to be doing something, something special, right? To yeah. to fill up the time. Um, we're, that's how comfortable we are. It, yeah. It's kind of just like being in our own, own house. Yeah, I think it's like there are people, and I'll say like I feel like that sometimes. Like there are people who come visit, and I feel like the entire time they're here, I have to be hosting. Yeah. And that sucks. Like, it's a, it sucks for me. Like, if I'm at my house and you're here, like, I want you to be comfortable just to chill. But there are people who make me feel like I need to be in host mode all the time. And but and there's people yeah. like that. Like, they feel like if they, if they come visit you um, or whoever comes to visit, there are some people that's like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Cater to me or tend yeah. to my every need the entire time that I'm here. Right? Yeah. Um, and I'd like to think we're not like that when we go to Shane's it doesn't yeah. feel that way like we can just hang out like sometimes they got to work and they got to do other things and they still have other obligations which is cool go do yeah. whatever it is you need to do Um, and he he opens up his house to us so like we walk around like it's our house and mm. I mean that's the way we'd want to be whenever somebody comes visit us right like hey come here stay here you know, cook, eat, whatever you want. Like, but if we need to go do something. Yeah, we, we're going to. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll we'll need to go and do that. If we got to work and we can't take time off, like, we still want you guys to visit. Come visit. Just know that we're going to have to work sometimes. And uh, don't make us feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like for a long time before, like, Shane had his house built and before we stayed with him when we went to visit, it was like an uncomfortable like balance of like I don't know I feel like Shane's mutual ground (laughs) like we're talking about him a lot sorry Shane that we're talking about you a lot on the podcast but I feel like he's mutual ground where like we're not at my dad's we're not at my mom's like it's just somewhere mutual where we're all comfortable and we move on but I don't I don't know I just like being there was good I enjoyed seeing everybody and like um getting to see my dad for 
I guess on Saturday. We didn't, we weren't really, like, we drove back yesterday on Father's Day, so I didn't go see him then, but, um, it's kind of one of those things, and I don't know, we were talking about this when I was in Tennessee, but, or when we were in Tennessee was, um, like, I feel like in this stage of our lives, like, Father's Day is more about our family, like, the family that we created, you know, like, Father's Day is more about you and our kids, not, like, us seeing our parents, um, and so, like, while it was good to see my dad, like, he has a lot of stuff going on, so I knew I needed to get up there and see him and visit. But, um, like, I was more comfortable in the afternoon when we got home, and it was just, like, us as a, as the family that we created, not, like, our biological families, I guess. However you want to, like, spin that or take it. But I feel like when we get to this stage in our lives, it's more about, like, you as a dad instead of, like, my parent as a dad or yeah, whatever the case may be. So, well, I attribute that a lot to like the military lifestyle that we have because we're on our own a lot of the time. So I think, um, I don't know if we have, but I think that we have, uh, like kind of adapted to just being on our own, like without having to depend on family or whatever, because like growing up, like those holidays, like father's day, mother's day, uh, what even Christmas thing, like the big holidays, the ones that you celebrate, go out to dinner, like it's expected to go with the entire family, that being mm-hmm. brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, whoever, right? Everybody you can get together and it just becomes like so, uh, it's stressful. Overwhelming. Yeah. Overwhelming. And then if you're expected to give gifts, you like have to give gifts to all these people. Yeah. And it's like... I don't know. Yeah, it, it's overwhelming. It's stressful. But then when it's just us, and it's a lot of the time we did it because we just we couldn't make it back home or whatever. It's just us. Like it feels more. It feels um, what do you call it? It's more genuine, I guess. Yeah. It's not out of obligation, and it's just like yesterday was one of the best Father's Day I've ever had. Yeah. It was freaking amazing. So, yes, we drove uh, for the majority of the day. It was like a seven, eight-hour drive that we drove. But we still got home in time to kind of relax and just enjoy the day um, since we were here by like seven or something like that. Yeah. And uh, had my dinner that I that I love, pizza. <laughs> and then, but like the girls were like so excited because they got me all these Father's Day gifts, like little knickknacks and stuff. And they made like a whole scavenger game out of it and we were just like running through the house i was getting the gifts they're giving to me and they were so excited and it was just like to see them light up on how excited they were to give gifts uh to me so i could enjoy it's just like you can't beat that yeah right they're like they're not giving gifts because they feel obligated to give gifts they give they're giving gifts because they want to give you a gift and they want to like express their their love in that way and uh it was just it was awesome and after that we just kind of chilled and watch movies which is something i love to do so like it was aside from not having all the kids here like it was the perfect father's day yeah it was a good one yeah and as opposed to like being somewhere with family like extended family like if we live back in our hometown it's like well we got to call all these people we got to see if we can meet up at the restaurant at a specific time we're not waiting go to multiple restaurants yeah, go to multiple restaurants or okay. travel across the city or across town or across counties in, in mm-hmm. your case uh and then uh, do we get this gift do we get this people gift is it good enough are they gonna like it i don't know yeah. and like just thinking about that fucking like stresses me out and not having to go through all that is 
It's nice. Yeah. It's, it's. I think people are so used to it that they don't like. They're so used to the stress of the running around and like the whole hoopla of everything. Yeah. That it's just like a normal occurrence. It's not like it's. They don't take a step back and be like, "It's Christmas. Do I really need to go to four people's house?" Like. My in-laws and my sisters and my brothers and my parents and all this. and um, Or do I need to go on Friday to this family, Saturday on that family, Christmas Day on this one. And it's like, bro, just chill with your own family. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and I've always said that, like, even if we live super close to family, like if something drastic happened and we're like, you know what? We're going to move Del Paso or we're going to move to Smith Village. Holly's vote is no top, both of those. But, like, should we, like, do that? Christmas morning, I don't want to be with anybody except you guys. Like, with my family. Um, Thanksgiving Day, by all means, like, I love hanging out with family and doing, like, a big dinner and stuff. But it's just, like, sometimes it just gets so overwhelming. Like, I need to go to my grandma's and my mom's and my dad's and my brother's and my uncle's. And it's like, geez, like, you can't even eat that much food (laughs) to enjoy it. And then you're, like, trying to run in between football games. And is it halftime? And... Like, how long did we need to deep fry the turkey? And it's just like, oh, like, I'm getting stressed out right now thinking about it. But And it sucks because you can't please everybody, and you're definitely going to piss the people off. Yeah. Like, I remember going back to El Paso, and my mom was the worst about it. Like, we 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 take our vacation time. We go to El Paso to spend the holidays with family over there. And, uh, and like, how, whichever way you swing it, be like, hey, I'm going to spend Thanksgiving dinner – uh here but during lunch and all that i'm gonna be over there at my dad's or vice versa right and either way it was like it was i don't want to say it was a fight but it was like upsetting then you start getting the passive aggressiveness and they just make you feel bad it's like well you should be spending the day here or like we're not gonna wait for you to start dinner it's like okay fine but like i still got to go to both places or all three places however many places you got to go yeah it's like fuck man like Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Either way, you're not winning. You're just an asshole driving back and forth between places to make sure that uh, you see everybody. Yeah, but I mean, that just goes back into the same thing that, like, I was talking about is, like, we take our time off. We load up the family. We pay to board the dogs. We get somebody to watch the cats. We buy plane tickets or pay for gas or whatever the case may be, and we go there. And this is our time that we took off work, that we've our days off and no matter what we do people try to make us feel guilty because we're not doing what they want us to and it's like like this is our time off like we want to be relaxed and chill not yeah but we got to the point and i i would say even this like trip to tennessee um like i need to come back with at least one day before i go to work to recover recover from the vacation <laughs> yeah and i i feel like the some of the only times that i've not had to do that is when we vacationed with just us like when we went to over christmas like when we came back i was genuinely relaxed after that vacation it wasn't yeah. like overwhelming we were at our own pace like yep. everything so i don't know it's just i feel like we're just bitching on this podcast so y'all can we are i, just, I but, mean but yeah, yeah i mean it's like the past few That's years the real have life. been, have, yeah. The past <laughs> few years have been a lot better because, yeah. uh, well, when we were in San Angelo, like more people came and visited us, and they actually spent yeah. holidays with us and everything, which was awesome. So, like Carla and Alex came through, my my dad, and then Shane, 
and I came through. Uh, so like uh, more people were coming and spending that time with us, which was awesome. And we kind of and the first time ever that we had that many people visit us because my mom came, my dad came, Shane came. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the first base that we ever been to that like everyone came to visit. Yeah, Chewy came over like it. Like, a lot more people came to visit us, which is awesome because it's not something that's, uh, like... Normal? Yeah, it's not the norm. It hasn't happened quite a bit throughout our Air Force career. And, um, but also we, like, cut back on, like, when we go visit, like, running from place to place. Yeah. We kind of decided, like, okay, like, this is what we're going to do. and We're not going to stress out about going every which way, mm -hmm. uh, which has helped a lot, so... Yeah, it was more of like a, we'll be here these days, like, let's meet up at your convenience and otherwise kind of chill, <laughs> which yeah. I'm sure that like pisses people off, but it, it makes us feel better and that's what really matters. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we're yeah. we're going to piss people off and we're not going to make everybody happy. But I mean, you only have so much time and yeah, I don't know. Either way. Yeah. But, uh, we're Church still Tennessee seeing... was a good time. Yeah. Father's Day was awesome. Yeah. I, I think we went off on that tangent from like just being comfortable at Shane's house. Yeah. Like why we kind of, yeah. So like Tennessee, we have our place. El Paso, we have our place. And then we just go from there. <laughs> I mean, it's a good time. Um, but I would say like just vacations in general going off on a side tangent. But last year was the first year that we ever went on vacation with just us and the kids. Like not meeting with family or going with friends or anything, but just like us um, and it was awesome. I mean, we did it, like, we've been on, like, small trips. Like, we lived in Angelo. We would go, like, down to Schlitterbahn. We had season passes there. We would go to, like, SeaWorld. But those are, like, small weekend trips. Not, yeah. like, a no-joke set-up vacation, like, to go on it. Um, and it was awesome. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and yeah. hoping to do more of it's those. It's nice because it's just, it's just your family and when it's that, it's like you're not waiting on anybody. Yep. You're not um, depending on anybody else. You're just you're going on your own time. Just just us and the kids, and uh, like we don't have to worry about anybody else. We don't. We're not running decisions or planning everything. Anything else with anybody else? It's us. We're we're making those calls. We go at our own time. We don't have to worry about getting ready by a certain time or whatever. Like we set our own yeah. time limits and and whatnot. So. That it is great because um, there's no fighting like with other family members or friends because typically that usually happens. Yeah. If you go vacation with family or friends, like at some point you guys are gonna get into some. Not, it doesn't even have to be like a full out argument, just like some. Just frustrations. Yeah, I would say like, and I'm like the world's worst at that because, like, if we're like, let's say we all go somewhere and we say, okay, let let's meet up for dinner at six. And then people show up at 6.15, 6.30. That pisses me off. Like, if we say 6 and I can, like, wrangle my whole family together and we're ready by 6 and we're at somewhere, then you better have your ass there, too. Um, and so that kind of, like, those small nuances like that, all oh, those get under my skin. Like, yeah. And I would say, like, um, we went on a cruise with some of our friends and that happened a couple times where we'd be like, let's meet up here. And they'd be like, oh, I got sidetracked doing this or doing that. And it's like... Bro, you couldn't have fucking told us while we were standing here looking stupid waiting on you. Like, But either way, like, I just, I feel like when you're on your own time and you're not basically 
waiting for someone else or at their mercy. It's just like a more relaxing experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I have family members that we've we've gone on on vacations with and it's just oh my gosh. Yeah. Like having to wait on them or whatever or them stressing out on you because you're not on the way yet or whatever. It's yeah. just it's it's a big headache. And it happens every single time. Any yeah. vacation that you take with family and friends. So, like, we had talked about when we were in Tennessee, like, maybe renting a cabin and just having everyone stay there. And, like, the more we talked about it, the more stressed out I got before. Like, this is just a complete thought. Like, maybe we should do this. And the more we talked about it, the more I was like, there's no fucking way I could be in a house with this many people for a week. Yeah. I would go crazy. Like, just picking a dinner option would be a hassle, you know? Like, oh, hard pass on that. I don't know. Maybe, like, if you had, like, the right people, but I feel like... I don't know. I guess in general, just like everyone is at such different points in their life, like what priorities are. Like for me, when I'm on vacation, I want to freaking sleep in. Like I want to sleep until nine, maybe 10 o'clock and like not be bothered. People up at seven o'clock in the morning, like cooking breakfast. Fuck off. (laughs) Like I am not eating breakfast at seven o'clock in the morning, but I don't know. It's just different, different lives. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me weird. No, it's just a trip. Yeah, we went off on a tangent about uh, vacationing. Um, I think it's good, though. Like, we enjoy that time with family. It's just, I feel like we try to, we try to stretch it to be like, let's spend as much time there as we can. And then when we get there, we're like, Ugh, we should have. Yeah. I mean, Shortened I don't time. know if it's a military thing or what, but like I, I everybody that I talk to, they're like, yeah, I'm going back to visit family back home and it's going to be great. But like two or three days, that's it. That's yeah. all I got. And then I'm coming back <laughs> and it's like, it's cool. Yeah. Um, some of that is just being ready to be home, like going back to your routine. And some of that is like, yeah, that's about all I can take of whoever it is that I'm visiting. I feel like for us, it's just, like, it's such a hassle to go somewhere. Like, that process in its own is hard. Like, getting the kids, packing bags, taking time off, driving or flying or whatever the case. That, like, two or three days almost feels, like, not worth it. So, you try to extend that time. And then when you get there, you're like, Ugh, two or three days would have been fine. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just – I've enjoyed this weekend. Um, but tomorrow's back to reality, right? So, tomorrow's yeah. back to <laughs> – to our new jobs at our new base and like finally getting getting settled and going to work figuring out what we're going to be doing and all the things that come with moving to a new place and so um I'm like honestly like pretty nervous about tomorrow just what it's going to hold what our jobs are going to look like trying to figure everything out so yeah we're uh we're the new guy again um I mean, I'm nervous too, but it's, uh, whenever we went to San Angelo, like it was the same thing. I was nervous about that before that going to, oh, where we came here the first time it was, it was nerve wracking just because you get jumping into something new and every time you go into something new, although it's still the military and like, we're technically going to be doing our jobs that we've done in the past. It's a new environment, new mission. So all new people we got uh higher ranks now so expectations are going to be different so it, it it's nerve-wracking yeah and 
yeah, you basically are the new guy until until you're not. Yeah. It's uh, like for me, I don't know, like people say, you know, the military's small and Intel's even smaller, but um, it was weird for me because like day one when I got there, like I ran into somebody that I was stationed with in Las Vegas like many moons ago. So seeing her and just catching up was interesting. But um, yeah, it's definitely something new, something you just have to learn. And I feel like one, there are just certain things in the military that just work my damn nerves. Um, <laughs> and this is like the worst place to be for that. So like one of my biggest things is dress and appearance, like making sure your hair is right. Your nail polish isn't like crazy. Just like the easy things, like just presenting a professional image um, and being here in special operations world. It's like those things are not priority. Like the priority is getting the mission done. Um, and day one, I was losing my damn mind. Like, bro, you're a master sergeant. Why is your hair in a ponytail to your waist? Come on. Like, get this shit together. Like, why are your nails painted purple right now? Why are we doing this? But I also, like, had the the foresight to be like, hey, it's day one. You're the new guy. Like, don't go in like this. But I can say, like, just the very short stint of in-processing and being at my unit, um, there will there will be some drastic changes coming from the people who work for me if if that is the standard because we will will be shifting that which I'm sure I'll burn some bridges like right away but um like if we can't get the the easy things right then we're not doing like then we're not gonna be able to get the hard stuff right and for me it's I'm going into a unit that across the Intel community just has a bad reputation. Like, it's just, when pe- when you hear the name of the unit I'm going to, people are like, oh, that sucks. Like, yeah. I hate that you're going there, you know. And so, just going there and knowing that that's the environment and trying to, like, make some shifts to, to figure out what that reason is and make it better. Um, we got to be able to get the little things right. That's what I think anyway. And so, I'll probably piss some people off and I'm okay with that. Like, whatever. I don't give a shit. Be mad. But what you're going to do is be mad with your hair and rigs. So we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's a, that's a problem throughout the Air Force that unfortunately it's getting to that where uh, uniform regulations are, it's just falling by the, the wayside, which mm-hmm. is something super easy to follow, but people do it because they can get away with it. Yep. And it's going to take the people in their immediate um, chain of command to start enforcing those standards that are fucking written and that everybody know to correct those things. And that's part of the problem is people are afraid to hold people accountable. But I mean, if you're a brand new airman and you're out of like training and you're, you're showing up to your first base ever. Um, and you see your senior NCOs or your NCOs and they don't give a shit about like basic standards. Like, uh, the master sergeant, one of the master sergeants I saw, Um, she's like in charge of the front office. Like she is the person who runs like the whole front office area that in processes people. You're the first senior NCO these airmen see straight out of training, like getting introduced to the squadron and your hair's to your fucking waist. Like, why would they care about meeting the standard when you're the first thing they see? Yeah. I mean, they're setting the example basically. So like, well, if they can do that, then I'm going to do it. 
Um, and so, th- like or that they kind do of, it, and yeah. they're like, "Well, nobody's telling me anything, so I'm just going to keep on doing it." Mm-hmm. Obviously, nobody cares, or I'm not wrong. Yeah, type deal. So I didn't say anything to the master sergeant. I mean, I I will like because it's just something that just gets under my skin because it's such an easy thing. Um, but I did say something to the airman who was helping me, and the master sergeant was right there, and she didn't say anything. But um, the airman was sitting there and she was like doing my paperwork um and she didn't have her blouse on and she stood up and she wasn't wearing a belt which I don't care if you wear a belt or not but if you're not gonna wear a belt you need to leave your blouse on so people can't see you're not wearing a belt it's a uniform item and so I was like hey like you gotta wear a belt or you need to put your blouse back on and she was like oh well it pokes me in the stomach I was like that sucks and people are always gonna give a fucking excuse I was like like that sucks, but if you don't want to wear a belt, then you need to leave your blouse on so people can't see that you're not wearing a belt. And she was like, oh, well, I just thought it was optional. And I was like, well, it's not. It's a mandatory uniform item. So if you don't have a belt, you should probably put your blouse back on. And she put it back on, but you could see like the master sergeant with the long hair was like frustrated that I corrected her airman. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with you being frustrated with me, because it's my first day in the unit. You don't know me. I don't know you. But again, these are the simple things. Um, and I'm not going to correct a master sergeant in front of her troop. But I am going to correct the airman. You know, that's my job. And so, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. My The squadron I'm going to just had a change of command. So, there's a new commander there. Um, I've heard nothing but great things about her. So, I'm excited to meet her and, and see what, what happens. And yeah. I had some shameless plugs from some some people I know who who told her, hey, Holly's awesome. So that'll be great. <laughs> like, at least I got, like, she knows my name. So when I meet her, it won't be like the, like, who are you? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough either way because you're fighting basically a culture. And you need there needs to be a culture shift, a culture change. Yeah. To minimize or minimize all that stuff that's happening because right now that's the norm yeah so i'm i'm thinking that's why that master sergeant got upset because that's the norm it's like it's kind of like that meme like hey we don't do that here yeah but you need to change the culture because it's that norm what it it's it's shit yeah and that's why that unit has a bad reputation so you need to fix it Mm -hmm. and Starting with the simple things like dress and appearance and stuff like that is, I don't want to say perfect, but it's probably like the best way to go about starting that culture change. Like, hey, let's do these little things, the things we should be doing right. Let's do them right. Yeah. And then it kind of it kind of snowballs from there. Uh, it makes you think of like, uh, you probably haven't read it, Good to Great. It, so I don't remember exactly, but Good to Great. Uh, one of the things that stood out for me is this CEO, CEO, I don't, I can't remember where he was, but he was high up. He came into this company. This company was doing shit. Uh, they were like crap. It was kind of like that unit that they were just bottom of the barrel. Reputation was shit. They bring this dude in so he can fix it. Um, and the only thing he focuses on is just like safety. He's like, Hey, we're going to be safe while we do this job and we're going to do that right before we do any other kind of sweeping changes like advertising or a new product or some shit like that. It's like, hey, let's just do this right. The the safety portion right, what we're supposed to be doing right, let's do that right. 
and he increased safety and like everything else was just kind of like dominoes once that yeah. domino fell it got everything else going yeah. and they started like kicking ass and everything they did um and that's kind of how i see like the uniform like making those small corrections yeah. once you start doing that and that domino falls i think everything else will go so i've talked to the okay so a couple things about the unit that i'm going to and i'm not gonna like throw the unit under the bus but like you you could probably put two and two together if you're in the military and like figure out what it is but um like being a good fellow so in san angelo being a tech training base a lot of the people who are stationed here at their first base like i taught them so i know them like i know what's going on um and then i was also some of the instructors that i worked with in angelo um they're stationed here now so i know them and so like i kind of already have like some bugs in my ear of like the things that are going on in the unit and the things that are happening but for our career field in itself it's kind of being shunned i would say like they're getting put in their own flight like hey we don't really know what to do with you guys so we're gonna give you guys to holly and hopefully she can find a job for you guys um but one of my big things is like from the get i want to just sit down and kind of talk to everybody and hear like what can i do for you to make your life better but aside from just like what can I do for them is more of like like what we were talking about. Like what we're gonna do is when people look at us, they're gonna know that at least across the board, like we're meeting the standard. But and a good example of that is um like they just had a change of command for this unit two weeks ago. And there were so many people in the unit, like they could not feel the flight of people in blues because so many people in the squadron didn't have their uniforms ready. And so they had to do the change of command in OCPs because there was, they didn't have enough people in the squadron, a 300 plus person squadron to fill a flight that had their blues together. Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's the stuff that's just crazy to me. Like, Oh, well I'm a tech sergeant. I haven't put new stripes on my blues since I was a senior airman. That sounds like a fucking you problem, bud. Like, <laughs> you have until Friday to get them on there. Figure it out. Um, and I mean, and I hate to be that person and be like that, but, and I'm not trying to go in and be like, we're going to do open ranks and all this craziness. But I mean, like, people should look at your unit and at least be like, hey, like, at least they somewhat have their shit together. Like, they may hate their life because the mission sucks, the hour sucks, whatever the case may be. But, like, you're at least meeting the basics of being in the military. And I feel like just AFSOC in general, that's not a priority for them. But aside from it not being a priority in AFSOC, it's definitely not even close to a priority in that unit. Um, and then the other senior NCOs that I have met there are more of like, yeah, like we're not really worried about people. We're just worried about getting the mission done. And that's definitely not my stance on, on anything. So It'll be interesting. I'm nervous. I'm anxious, but um, excited to see what what the job holds. You know, you might hear me on here in a few weeks. Like, fuck that place. But <laughs> I hope not. Uh, it's gonna be a challenge either way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, it's different because you wore the rank and you sat in positions at that rank, like with that rank on. So you flight chief. You sat in the op suit position. Like, you did these things. I pinned on, like, I promoted right as we were leaving. So, I've never sat in a position wearing this ring. So, I'm going to be learning 
how to do this position while trying to shift a culture. And that's, those are two gigantic steps that I'm going to be trying to navigate concurrently. And so I think, um, I think, uh, so you already have all the tools that you need to be successful. The thing that's going to be a learning curve for you was kind of like some of the things that I had to learn, like the back end stuff, yeah. uh, like what kind of like the admin p- side of the house yeah. is that's going to be, uh, I think that's what you're going to might struggle with initially, but you catch on really quick. So I think you'll start knocking out of the park within weeks, you know, like find out about it and then you'll learn about it and then rock it. Um, but as far as like taking care of people, knowing what to do with people, I think you've already done that stuff and you'll be fine. Like when you were doing it at the three fifteenth, um, as an NCYC, like it's that, but you're a master sergeant. (laughs) Yeah. With more more people under your belt. Yeah. It'll dev. It's going to be a challenge, but I think I'm definitely like, excited for the challenge um i don't know i'm hoping we we'll see like there's some some positional moves that like are in my purview that my name's being thrown around for so i just i don't know what's going to happen over the next few months um so there there's could be sweeping changes there could not be i just i don't know i just need to day at a time and that's hard for me to not like look at what the next next steps are but just to be like present and what's happening right now um so i'm trying to to focus on that but we'll see i think where you're going is a perfect spot for you um because i think the other jobs that you were up for you already have a pretty good understanding of like what they entail and how to do them i think you do them well this one i think this is where you really uh make your money and probably would get the most job satisfaction out of because yeah. it's people, yeah. uh, which is what I'm looking forward to. Just kind of like, I kind of feel like I'm going back to my MTI days yeah. where I'm going to have to be leading a flight. And, but I mean, whereas in basic you're training them at, from freaking brand spanking new through six weeks. This is just kind of day in, day out through but the I mean, mission. Like for you, so we're in like very I wouldn't say drastically different, but different spots where like, I have no idea what I'm walking into. Like, I don't know what my position is going to entail. I don't know where I'm going. I literally am like a blank slate still. You at least have like been there and kind of talked through what your job is going to look like to the point where like, you can already see things that need to be fixed. And I think like you'll go through a, uh, like an observation phase where you kind of like, like, what is going on? Like, how does it look as it's going now? Is it working? Do changes need to be made? But, like, there are things that you're already asking questions about that, like, from an outsider looking in, just they just make sense. Like, why is nobody else looking at it this way? Like, why is leadership in an entirely different building than all the people who are actually missioning? Like, what is the purpose behind that? And I think those are good steps for you. But for me, I can't even ask those questions. I don't know what the shit I'm doing. <laughs> Well, so. we're about to find out tomorrow. I know. Woo. It's going to be fun. It'll be a good time. Yeah. And then, fuck it, we're going to retire soon. So, I say soon. Yeah. And You and still next. have four years. Um, retirement eligible 
in a year and a half. But uh, who knows if that'll be it. You're retirement, retirement eligible in like six months. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> the button becomes available. Yeah. Yes, but I won't actually be able to officially retire, retire for, for another year, year and a half. half. Yeah. Yeah, but I can actually make the decision in six months. Yeesh. Yeah. And promotion results come out. When do senior results come out? Uh, I want to say February. Right. February, March, something like that. Maybe they'll come out on your birthday and your name will be on there. That would be crazy. That would be a good birthday present. Yeah, that would be cool, but doubtful. I'm not doubtful. Um. Anyways, but yeah, Ma- Master Sergeant. Uh, right now at the squadron is 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 where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. It'll definitely be a change, a di- a culture change, a um, mission change. Um, and you know we've been out of intel for for four years, so like we're gonna have to just well operational uh, intel. Yeah, operational yeah. intel. Just like figure out like. <laughs> what we need to know going on in the world again. So yeah. it'll be interesting. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. It will indeed. Uh, but we're in an hour. So I think we can stop it there. Uh, I think we hit on most things that we thought we were going to talk about. Father's Day. New yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of, they, they flow naturally. We bitched a lot about uh, stressful vacations. Uh, an awesome Father's Day. Uh, I think it's and, good and though. Like job. for, for people listening to know, you know, that, yeah, we talk about all these things and we have topics, but we're just normal freaking people with normal problems. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, we get frustrated yeah. by simple things too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, all that to say, we still love visiting our, our hometowns and family, but sometimes it is stressful. Yes. Uh, but all right. So we're going to stop it there. Um, I haven't updated the website in a while, but go check it out. Go go read the blogs. Um, subscribe. Leave us your email. Um, hit us up on Facebook or I almost said MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> hit us up on MySpace, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> go hit us up on Facebook or and Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> uh, give us a like. Um, <laughs> yeah, go, go hit us up there. And then wherever you listen to the podcast, uh, subscribe. Uh, and give us a review because it, it helps us grow. Um, so specifically Spotify or Apple Podcast. Um, other than that, I have nothing else for you, babes. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We'll see you all next week. Later. Later.